Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone welcome to tribe talk presented by progressive jim rosenhouse along with you from goodyear arizona and tribe spring training as with this weekend's show we are heading into the final week of the spring the final full week of spring training it will wrap around into the following tuesday after next week's show but a lot of big decisions could be coming down the pike this week here at indians camp in Goodyear and those position battles rage on first base Jake Bowers and Bobby Bradley still having added Bradley having the much better spring in terms of his uh, plate appearances he's really had good success at the plate with power and average and uh, fielding wise Jake Bowers the better fielder although on uh, Friday's game against Colorado he was charged with an error and uh, Bradley has made some some better defensive plays in the last week or so. So a lot to chew on for uh, the front office and coaching staff when they decide on who should be starting the season as the first baseman for the Indians. Also, the outfield still up for grabs. In center, Oscar Mercado, Bradley Zimmer, the two prime contenders. Daniel Johnson sent over to minor league camp earlier in the week this week. So he's out of the picture for now, but keep that uh, name in mind for later on this season as he could very well be back with the Indians at some point in time in 2021. And don't forget Ahmed Rosario. The Indians uh, acquired him as a shortstop from the New York Mets, but with Andres Jimenez nailing down that job, the Indians are now trying Rosario in the outfield. He has a ways to go, but as he said yesterday when he met with the media, he's excited about the opportunity to play in the outfield and, and really embracing that challenge, although it hasn't come easy for him so far. There's also some spots up for grabs in the bullpen and at the back end of the starting rotation, 
And our first guest after we take a short break will be Logan Allen, who has been absolutely tremendous this spring. And if there's a job to be had in that rotation, he is beating the door down, as he says, to try and earn that spot. And he has been extremely effective so far. So we'll hear from him shortly. And in the second half of our show today, we will visit with Aaron Savali, Indians starting pitcher coming off a solid season a year ago and uh, going through his progress in preparing for the 2021 campaign. And Nick Whitgren, tribe reliever, he'll join us as well. He very well could be closing some games, especially early in this season when experience and the ability to throw strikes consistently could come into play in a big way in that ninth inning. So we'll see. A lot to be decided on those terms as well. A couple of programming notes. The Indians are on the radio this weekend on the Indians radio network with broadcast coverage of the game in Glendale against the White Sox on Saturday. That's a 4:05 first pitch. And the Indians will host Texas on Sunday at Goodyear Ballpark, also a 4:05 first pitch right here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. And the best way to pick up our show each week, listen in on the radio network, or you can download it as a podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And you can also check it out online at indians.com. They have all the archived editions there as well. Speaking of podcasts, hopefully you've had a chance to tune in, but we've been producing a podcast called the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition. A lot of uh, similar interviews that you hear on this show, but if you like to catch up on a daily basis as to the comings and goings and activities at spring training, the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition, a great way to do it. And again, you can find that wherever you download your favorite podcasts. We'll take a time out, come back and hear from Logan Allen when we return after this break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs. Whatever happened to punctuation? I mean, drivers who switched to Progressive can save big... Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. steps in. Luis Castillo, the right-hander, delivers, and Hernandez whacks the first pitch into center field for a single, and we're underway in Goodyear. The 3-1 is swung on, grounded up the middle, diving to his right. From his knees, Hernandez throws out Seager at first. What a play. Cesar Hernandez showing why he won the American League Gold Glove a year ago on a sharply hit ground ball. Back toward the middle of the diamond. And Hernandez diving towards second. Made the pick and from his knees threw out Seeger at first. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. We're in Goodyear, Arizona at Tribe Spring Training for about another week or so. Great to have you with us on the show this week. And we kick things off by visiting with Logan Allen. We had a chance to check in with him earlier in the spring. 
And there wasn't as much of him as there was a year ago. He dropped about 30 pounds in the offseason. Says dropping donuts was one of the biggest keys out of his diet to, to get in great shape. And he said it, it started early, shortly after the season ended. I mean, really shortly after the season ended, as he'll fill us in. But look, he's 23 years old. He already is into his seventh season of pro ball. And he really sounds like uh, someone who feels it's time to get moving and take advantage of an opportunity that may be there this spring to earn a spot in the rotation. So let's check in with Logan Allen and get his thoughts on his off-season process, what he was thinking coming into camp, and how it's been going so far. I actually wound up buying a house out here and, um, you know, just not that I had to, but it was really nice to be able to be out here the, the entire off-season and work on my craft. Is that just something that, that kind of hit you at a certain point last season, or, or was it recommended by anybody that you're close to? Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't a, a recommendation. The Indians um, didn't recommend it because they didn't have a chance to. I came to them immediately the morning after the season ended. I uh, asked uh, Chris, uh, Cherney, and, and Tito that uh, if I had the ability to, to use the facilities this offseason. Um, honestly, I want I, my first question to them was, can I go down to Goodyear tomorrow, like when we left, and immediately start work, doing the inst- that instructional league here where they were having prospects and games? I had asked to go down there and pitch. I wanted to get 20, 20 25 more innings in. Um, unfortunately, the MLB um, wasn't allowing the 40-man guys to do that unless they are rehabbing, so I wasn't able to do that. So I said, okay, well, you know, when does that end? And it ended in two weeks two and a half weeks from the date I had come back to uh, that the season was over. So I said, well, can I start going out to coming out uh, to Goodyear and using the facilities and working and all that stuff there? And they said, yeah, absolutely. So I, um, you know, I wasn't able to go home to North Carolina to see my, my brother um, because, you know, he's on 24 hour nursing and with COVID it was, it, it was too much of a scare for me, even though I, I haven't seen him in over a year now because of COVID and baseball and everything. Um, scared of me to fly home and to be having to go outside and work out or go to a park and run and stuff and just risk bringing it home. So I, uh, it, it actually, this was, this was the one off season where it really worked out perfectly to be here in Goodyear. Um, before we get back to the, the baseball stuff, um, how hard has that been to be away from, from someone you care about so much? It's tough, but this is why you can thank Apple and the technology now with zoom and FaceTime and stuff. It's, it's been good, but it's been tough. I mean, not only for my brother, but for my mom and dad. And, um, you know, they've done an amazing job taking care of him and, and making sure that uh, he is safe and the nurses are being safe. And, um, yeah, it, it was tough. But um, at the end of the day, it's it's more about his health than it was me, you know, missing him. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, my, my parents are supposed to get the vaccine soon and um, it'll make it a little easier to uh, see them and see him and and stuff in the future. What um, what about 2020 got you to that decision at the end of the year to to take all these steps to to be in Phoenix and and near Goodyear? I uh, honestly, it was I just had like a, a taste in my mouth. Like I just wanted more. I had gotten to, towards the end of the season, and we I had really come a long way with a lot of the th- the changes and things we were trying to develop. And I was just like, I want more. I want to get better and better and better and better. And that's exactly what I did. It was. Uh, you know, the lap, my last outing of the year against Pittsburgh was, was, was really good. 
And a lot of the things I had worked on started to click. And once it started to click, I'm like, I just want to keep going. I want to keep refining and making everything better and better and better and better. So that when I came in this year, it wasn't just, oh, he had one good outing at the year. Okay. You still got stuff to work on. No, I day one bullpen. It looked like I was ready to pitch game seven in the world series. It was this guy's stuff's electric. This guy is really did took, did everything he possibly needed to, to, put him in the best position from the losing weight standpoint to the, um, the mechanics, to the learning, learning about certain movements, consistency, delivery, pitch, uh, pitch, you know, shapes. And it, it was unbelievable how much I accomplished this off season. So it's a, a period of time from end of September, early October till, till now, uh, you mentioned all those different things, uh, how do you, how do you get that done? And is that all available to you from, from the Indians complex and, and in and around that Goodyear area? So as far as the ability to go into the complex, the Indians were great about making sure everybody was getting tested and stuff. Um, as far as throwing and things, we had coaches and stuff that were here when I started throwing a little earlier than other, other players probably did, but the being able to use the weight room here and be in constant contact with, or, uh, be on constant phone calls and things with, with Joe and the other strength coaches that were here permanently and things to really dive into the strength side, the uh, pitching mechanic side, all the little like routines that you build for yourself. Having this complex here with just a few other guys, I was able to really hone in on what routine worked best for me without the distractions and other people doing things you might want to try, which I was really able to figure out um, what was going to get me to the next level for, uh, you know, for me as a person and as a player. It's interesting. Yesterday, Terry Francona, and I think it was, it might have been unsolicited. Maybe someone asked him, but uh, he said, whoa, Logan Allen looks awesome. You know, he really looks good. Um, when you hear that, not that you need the validation, but um, it, it does it kind of hit home when, when you start to hear the, the positives that come out of the hard work? Absolutely. I mean, Tito, the last two times we've talked the last few days, is he's just, he keeps going on and on and on about how impressed and shocked he is and, and like how good I look. And, and it's awesome. But I, I, you know, he also knows, and I know that I don't really need a pat on the back or, or, or the rear end at any point. I really just want to keep building and, and working. And, and he sees that and my work has shown that. And, but it, it, it is nice that people are noticing the hard work and, and sacrifices and dedication I've made to put myself in, in this, uh, in this position I'm in. Uh, you know, as well as anybody there, there's competition for spots on, on that pitching staff because it, it's been so strong. Um, is that welcome to you to, to have that challenge? Would you rather have it that way than any other way? Absolutely. If it's not that way, you're going to wind up feeling like you're, you know, um, for example, you feel like that you don't have a competition. You might go through spring just a little, a little more laid back, or or um, you know might not hone to your routines as well. And then you get to opening day and your first start, and you know you start playing in the season. You might not be as sharp. You might um, it might catch up to you a little bit. But having this competition here with guys that are all around your age makes it amazing to to really compete and be uh, to it. it I said it earlier, like it, it sheds on other people, whether it's my, me working hard, Zach, Tristan, Shane, like Savali. I mean, everybody's hard work 
is, is, is radiating off everybody. So it, that's the kind of competition you want to have. And especially having, you know, you have a Cy Young award winner on your team in your clubhouse, working out with you every day. Like there's motivation behind that. Like Shane, Shane, I was in, Shane was in my, in, in, in my shoes two years ago. You know, it's like, those kind of things are like, you know, this, this is it, this is what you want. This is where you want to be. And you know, it's, it's one of the reasons I love Cleveland, the Cleveland Indian organization. I, I, every, all the things that this organization has done for me as a player on and off the field and, and, and working to make me the best pitcher I can be. I mean, like, you know, of a, from a guy who's not an everyday starter in the big league, big leagues yet. And, like not every organization does that, which is why being a, I, I, being a Cleveland Indian is truly a privilege. And it's, you know, I'd, I'd want to be a, an Indian the rest of my career just because of how these guys, you know, go about helping all their players and having a competitive roster like this. It makes it makes for a way better team in season. And when you look at the offseason, certainly there were roster changes. Uh, the team's different heading into spring training this year. But uh Sometimes difference okay, and and it's certainly a reality in Major League Baseball. And then how do you look at at this club as you look around that clubhouse with players starting to arrive and the full team here short? I think a lot of people are sleeping on us, and that's and and I and I can understand. Um, but this clubhouse is motivated. There's a lot of dudes in this clubhouse. It's not just you know Frankie leaving is obviously what was a blow and cookie and and but it's the next man up. And honestly, this this. This clubhouse is ready to take on the challenge. They are ready to um, win ball games and compete. And and this is an unbelievable roster we have that people don't realize. Um, the acquisitions we made and re-signing Cesar, signing Rosario, Freeman, Oliver. I mean, we got some. We, we have we have dudes, man. Like this, the, nothing changes in our in our mindset, and that is just go out there and compete and win ball games like we will here in about a month month and a half, month quarter, whatever. Uh, take us inside the club. What? Did, how different is a spring training because of the protocols this year? What's different about it uh, from it's your different. regular routine? Lockers are, are, are moved at kind of everywhere. They're spreading things out. Uh, the pods, we're not all coming at the same time. Uh, we don't have a big, you know, 7, 8 a.m. meeting with everybody in the clubhouse and things like that. Like People are coming in at different times and different stations are moving by and stuff. So it's a little different, but you know what? Everybody is just happy to put the uniform on and start getting ready for, for, for baseball season. That's Indian starting pitcher Logan Allen. If you had to say today, would he be in the rotation? Be hard to keep him out once the season begins, as he has been tremendous this spring. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will hear from Nick Whitgren, Indians reliever who very well could be closing games for the Tribe on a regular basis at the start of the season. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Plenty of room on the Indians bandwagon. Fires over, and he picked them off. Oh, good move by Nick Whitgren, and the first one was close, and that time he picked them off. So Zamora gets back to the dugout, and he'll stay on the opposite end of manager Craig Council. 
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona, and Tribe Spring Training. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio as the Tribe gets ready for just about the final full week of activities out here in Goodyear. Opening day, April the 1st in Detroit, a 105 first pitch. And, of course, we'll have it for you. Hammy with the first pitch of the season right about 105 from Comerica Park in Detroit right here on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. If the Indians have a lead in that game, one of the contenders to close it out in the ninth inning is veteran reliever Nick Whitgren, who's coming off his best major league season. Last year, he was 2-0 with an ERA of 3.42, and that was over 25 appearances. And when you look at qualities for that ninth inning reliever, the fact that he pounds the strike zone, throws strikes, isn't afraid to challenge hitters, that weighs in heavily in the mind of manager Terry Francona. And uh, he does have other options. James Karinchek and Emmanuel Classe have the big arms, but uh, they are short on experience in that role. And, and as we saw with Brad Hand, you may have less stuff, but sometimes just navigating that ninth inning takes some experience. And uh, that's a challenge that Nick Whitgren certainly could be up for. We had a chance to visit with him earlier in the spring and talk about his mindset heading into spring training. Yeah, you know, uh, made some nice strides, and it was kind of one of those things that, like you said, weird circumstance, just everything around going on and stuff. Uh, but as a team, we we really kind of bonded together and went after it and, you know, took it in stride, and everyone was kind of on the same page with everything. So it, it just helped that transition easier, and uh, it was one of those things that made it to playoffs, but, you know, just kind of fell a little short. It seemed like, especially pitching-wise, everyone was prepared when, when they came out of the break and, and got back to it in the middle of the summer. Um, what were some of the keys for you where you it seemed like you were almost able to improve during that, that downtime as opposed to just trying to hold what you had in spring training? Uh, well, I think it kind of helped that, you know, I have the own home gym, so I was able to keep doing my workout regimen and, you know, arm care and all that. And then with my wife, Ash, she was able to help out with that as well. Uh, and a lot of guys during that, you know, shut down, all the gyms were shut down, everything was closed. So it was kind of one of those things that you just found your own way to work out. I saw guys throwing, you know, hay bales, sandbags, uh, just trying to do anything in the book. Uh, I think I saw even a couple minor league guys picking up pigs and squatting with them or something like that. So, you know, every, everyone was just trying to figure out a way to, uh, to keep getting better. And it was nice that we kind of held one another accountable to stay close in touch with everyone and uh, kind of talked our way through about what everyone was doing. So it kind of pushed one another to make sure we stayed, you know, on the right path, right regimen and ready for uh, whenever the season kicked off. All right, so you mentioned you, you have this nice home gym that, that's always been a dream of yours, but obviously you need that good guidance. And, and you mentioned real quickly your wife, Ashley, helped you a bunch. Uh, explain for fans who don't know her background and how beneficial that is for you in, in your career right now. Yeah, so uh, she has her master's in science, her CSCS, which is a coaching certification, her PN1, which is a nutritional certification, and TPI, which is like a movement base kind of deal um but basically with all that she uh she worked under Eric Cressy who a lot of guys go to now and stuff and uh I go to him for my programs and then my wife just implements them 
She makes sure I do, do everything right. Uh, good form, good technique, breathing wise, do everything. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things that I'm very lucky <laughs> to, to have her and blessed to have her. And if I ever need, you know, any questions or anything, having that home gym, I can just open up the garage door and be like, Hey babe, can you come here? <laughs> and, uh, and you know, she usually Jackson loves to hang out while we work out, but sometimes he, he tries to lift the weights and, <laughs> and do, uh, do some stuff that, you know, we're like, Oh, don't do that. Don't throw that. Oh no, not out the window, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, uh, she usually in the other room, but yeah, she just, she's there and helps me out. And I'm, I'm very thankful for it. She's, you know, I'm healthy and where I'm at today because of her. So when you look at this, as you get deeper and deeper and further along in that program, uh, what have you noticed on the mound that, that is readily noticeable that's allowed you to get better because of that? Just a little more like explosion, uh, in my lower half and everything I've, I've always kind of uh been working towards you know making that better and stuff but that was one of the main things focused on this offseason also last offseason during quarantine was just kind of an explosive standpoint getting myself in a better power position and uh you know my velo increased a little bit last year so hopefully it translates to this year too when you look at at the indians bullpen heading into spring training it'll be some new faces down there and that's normal for i think any major league bullpen from year to year uh what do you do in spring training to, to try and kind of get that good thing going? Or do you have to wait till the regular season to, to see who the, the people are down there before you, you really get too close to anybody and start to build those good bonds? No, I think, I think we start building the bonds right now. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, the uh, longer the bond, the stronger usually it is. And if we can start building that relationship right now between the whole entire group, uh, it helps out because, you know, a lot of people think kind of what you just said, the bond as soon as, you know, the team's made. But the seven or eight guys that are in the bullpen, you know, those aren't going to be the only seven, eight guys throughout the whole entire 162-game season. Uh, you know, it's people are going to get called up, called down, that whole deal. So we need a tight-knit group, you know, throughout the whole entire organization and stuff. And that's kind of what we try to do during spring, try to build a bond, make them together and, that way, once when they're up, you know, everyone that comes up feels comfortable. And that's uh, really what happened in 2019 with me. Uh, you know, we built a great bond here. Everyone made me feel really comfortable here. And then when I got, I felt really comfortable in the clubhouse, felt comfortable with all the guys. And just with that, it made the transition a lot easier to go up to the big leagues. And that's kind of what we're trying to do right here. What have, what have been some of the keys that you noticed, not someone who was drafted and developed by the organization, but has certainly reached the major leagues with the Indians consistently, uh, maybe that the Indians have done for you that, that maybe wasn't happening elsewhere or, or just something that, that really clicks for you here? Uh, the analytics side, a lot, a lot of the number-based stuff, computer stuff that uh, watching my film and just the way my ball spins, how I'm throwing it, where I'm throwing it, my extension, that whole deal. Uh, kind of taking that and what I do on the mound and put them together and how I feel with all those and then making the numbers match with how I feel and how I'm throwing. Uh, that's kind of really, you know, helped me out to get the most out of all my pitches. I, I think this time a year ago, I, I might've asked you if you had anything new going on, new pitches. And you said, you know what, I'm just trying to make the, the ones I have better. 
Um, anything new this year or more of the same, just trying to make what you have better? More of the same, trying to make what I have better. Always trying to make it better. And uh, spring training excitement, obviously uh, some time at home. I know it is something that's good, and especially with a, a young child. But uh, excited to, to get out here and, and see what the Indians have this year with a lot of new faces. Oh, extremely excited. Been ready to go since, you know, basically the end of October last year. That's <laughs> Indians veteran reliever Nick Whitgren. Stay tuned. When we return, it's our final segment. We'll hear from starting pitcher Aaron Savali. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive. Great to have you with us as we talk baseball on the radio, heading up to game action in Glendale on a Saturday afternoon, late afternoon. The Indians and Chicago White Sox, the team that so many are predicting not only wins the AL Central, but wins the American League pennant and goes to the World Series. (laughs) How about that? Bypass winning the Central, go right to the World Series as uh, they have really struggled in recent seasons. But last year, a breakthrough. They made the postseason, and they have some of the best young talent in the game, and they've supplemented that with uh, some experience, too. So that's a, a tough a tough club to contend with for the Indians, and one of the ways they'll do it is with good starting pitching. Part of that rotation, right-hander Aaron Savali, the 25-year-old out of Boston. Last year, in a dozen starts, went 4-6, and six, an earned run average of 4.74. But did he rest on that? No, sir. Significant changes in the offseason to his delivery. And he says that's all part of preparing for a new season. That's doing everything you can to be in the best shape possible. Yeah, I think uh, take what happened last year. Um, take the positives, learn from the negatives, understanding what everything happens and still still doing throwing 74 innings and getting deep into games and making sure that our team was in the best spot possible considering everything that happened last year. I think that's a testament to the work that put in and making sure that work was done with the, with the intent that everyone around me needed that protection. And I think a lot of our starting pitchers had that mindset. A lot of us took advantage of that time down. Uh, didn't, didn't let that slow us down going into the year. As you saw the first Five starts were all six or seven innings as starters. How many teams did that? And I think that's going to be very beneficial for us this year. Is there any concern on your part? Because if you have a full season this year, hopefully you get close to 200 innings. About that much of a jump, or, or is the prep work, is that all designed to, to help you get through that if, if indeed that happens? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be a jump from logged innings, but I know a lot a lot of us through innings coming into camp. Um, our, our actual logged innings was definitely down compared to standard year. But I'm confident that the work that 
a lot of us did last year is going to help us for this year. And I know a lot of guys, one of our goals as starting pitchers coming into spring training was to be ready for three innings. That's typically not the case. So I think we're going to be in a good spot mentally, physically, and I don't see there any reason to, to tone down. So, And I think everybody has a, a different way to get to that point for spring training. And, and for you, you're up north. Um, right. What do you do to so that you can be at three innings at the start of uh, spring training? How challenging is it? Yeah, um, I think this, the throwing started a little bit earlier. The mound progression started a little bit earlier and just had to kind of do a lot of the, the heavy lifting early um, and then get into that more baseball-specific work and then kind of blend everything as, as perfectly as you can. But from what I've seen here, a lot of guys are in a good spot pretty comfortable with where we're at for the Indians, obviously an off season where they, there are a lot of roster moves and uh, it's a, there's some changes to the roster heading into spring training. How did you view what happened and, and what's your, your outlook heading into spring training based on what you've seen so far? Obviously with Lindor and Carrasco gone, those, what those two guys bring to the table goes way beyond just their baseball talents. So I, I don't think they're, going to be replaceable right now. Um, but I don't think those two guys could ever be replaceable. I think you just have to do your best to fill in, fill in their shoes with some more guys. Um, we're going to have to have some individuals on the team step up and do our best to move in the direction that they, they walked in. Um, we, we have good leadership with the coaches and the manager, the management, um, just going to need some some guys to to step up and do their best to to fill those shoes um but to to expect anyone to take frankie's shoes or carrasco's shoes would be an unfair uh, evaluation or unfair expectation they what they brought is is beyond baseball as i said um so we just have to do do our best to to continue doing what they did uh, and learn from the way that they carried themselves and how they they manage the clubhouse as players and as leaders and we're gonna have to do that together it's not gonna be any one person I don't think so that'll be a challenge for us as as a team one of the areas that that I think everyone considers the Indian strong suit is starting pitching and you're part of that uh, when you hear that a good thing or, or something that you, you real feel proud of to to try and uphold what's become a really good tradition absolutely anytime you're, you're grouped in with that I know what, what this organization has produced over the past 10 years. So to be a part of that moving forward, we have a really good young core, uh, obviously led by Bieber, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like we're all working together. It doesn't feel like there's a huge separation. He's, he's an awesome presence in this, in this clubhouse and with us. And that, that's who you want to be your leader. You don't want someone that feels like they're separated. You want someone that feels like you're working with them you're all working together to to achieve a goal as a team and the individual stuff just just comes based on that mindset um i think i think we're in a really good spot where with where we're at um i think people are set up for many years of, of this rotation and and i think we're in a good spot and as as someone who's trying to stay a, a step ahead, I'm sure you you look at certain things and say, "All right, that's working fine," and and maybe you make adjustments on others. Um, forgive me, I can't remember who said it yesterday, but one of the pitchers in here yesterday said, "Hey, 
Savali's got something going on that's kind of cool with his delivery that's a little bit different. Um, what's happening there, and, and, and what did you try and get to in the offseason? Yeah, um, so early conversation with Ruben talked about uh, shortening and tightening up my arm on the backside, um, just with the idea of, one, health long-term, uh, just some more healthy movements, and two, uh, to get the sequence and the timing uh, back together. The analogy I used was when you're watching TV and the voice is moving, but the sound comes out a little bit later. Um, that's where my arm and my lower half were. And just working on some new patterns to make sure they're working together and maximizing uh, my body, which at the end of the day makes the health aspect of it that much better. Um, there were some other, some other timing sequence things that went on with that, but I feel like I'm in a really good spot. Really worked hard on doing my best to perfect that. It's going to be a work in progress. Uh, anytime you make any mechanical delivery change, it's, it takes some time. But feeling really comfortable right now, and I, I think I'm in a good spot moving forward with that. Is that something that that they find through video and, and some of the new technology that maybe 10 years ago they, they might not have been able to, to identify and, and help you with? Yeah, there was some, uh, some biomechanical stuff early on. Probably some experience. I know Bieber is a shorter arm guy and Plesak is a shorter arm guy. It's not quite quite that. I wasn't based directly off of that, but I think there's some some things that I was doing that were potentially not as healthy as they could have been for my for my body, um, just in terms of physical delivery. Um, so making these changes was going to put my body in better positions to last longer and go to close to 200 innings every year. Um, so it was, it was some biomechanical stuff behind it. It was, uh, there was multiple reasons. It just made, made too much sense to not, not try it. That's Aaron Savali, Indian starting pitcher, who's had an up and down spring, but feels good about his preparation for the 2021 campaign. And uh, he figures to be slotted in that third spot in the tribe rotation. Hey, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Thanks so much for tuning in. Always, we thank Brian Motze back at our network studios for helping to put together our show each week. We'll join you next week for our last show from Goodyear this spring as uh, the Indians will be wrapping up camp shortly thereafter. And then it's the regular season editions of Tribe Talk as we'll greet you from Detroit in two weeks. This is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.